Blog Talk Radio. Not allowing opinions to dictate your well-being. 
It's about taking responsibility for your own feelings, no matter what anyone else thinks or says about you. So the story tells us that there was this young man who was living with his family because he didn't have the means to move out. The young man would visit with a mentor once a week, and every time he would complain about his family, saying how negative they were, how they always pushed him to do things that he did not enjoy, while never supporting him in doing the things he actually did enjoy doing. He said his family were dragging him down. The mentor responded, but are they really dragging you down? Or are you allowing whatever is being said to you or about you to drag you down? Are they really dragging you down? Or are you allowing whatever you think they are thinking of you to drag you down? Naturally understanding and growing angry at the mentor, the young man responded, No, they are dragging me down. Their negativity drags me down every day. I can't make up how I feel. They are doing this to me. The mentor responded again. No one can drag you down without your consent. They might be saying a lot of things that might not be a great way to support you, but it is still you who decides how you feel about the situation. You can be angered by their words or choose a different meaning. Angered by their lack of parenting ability or choose to be compassionate, knowing they can only parent at the current level they are capable of, knowing if they knew better, they do better. They might be thinking some things, or maybe they aren't. Maybe you are overthinking what they might be thinking, and in your overthinking, you are creating negative energy that otherwise would not be there. what is best for them. It might be true that they are not doing a good job of showing it, but again, no one can drag you down without your consent. He continues. So how can you improve yourself so that nothing anyone says can ever drag you down? How can you improve yourself so that nothing anyone thinks what you believe they think can drag you down? How can you improve so nothing disturbs your journey in life? How can you improve so your reactions are calm, not judgmental, so you don't overthink what others may or may not be thinking, so you are optimistic about other people, so you know with absolute certainty that no other can obstruct the path of your ultimate purpose in life. The boy responds, I understand now that I need to improve, but does that mean I must accept toxic people in my life? The mentor replied, Maybe you do have to distance yourself from some toxic people in your life. Now, or plan for it to happen in the future. Whatever the case, the most important thing that needs to happen is you improving your internal state. So people, words, and little things don't have the power to disrupt your journey here on earth. 
I'm sure there have been moments in your life where you were surprised at how well you responded to a situation that would normally upset you. This is what we're talking about. It always has been and always will be about you. No matter what is going on around you, there can be a good feeling within you. There can be a knowing within you that this, like all other things, will pass. You are the creator of your destiny because you are the creator, the decider of your feelings in each moment. You decide the meaning of each situation and therefore you can direct your destiny however you choose. So step back and choose to see this situation differently. Choose compassion if possible. Choose kindness if possible to others and more importantly to yourself. And choose to do that work on you. But when your internal state is at peace, no turbulence around you will disturb your path. Every 
Welcome back to listening to the Midnight Coco Show here on BlogTalkRadio.com. This is our Wednesday Wisdom Hour. Today we're going to talk about consent. I'm going to get into that right now. <clears throat> what is consent? Consent is permission um, to, to live a certain way, to be a certain way, um, to allow other people um, to treat you a certain way. Um, or to they have permission to um, you know just permission to be or to do certain things with you or to you and so I believe on yesterday I watched uh, Red Table Talk and they had Rumor Willis and Amber Rose and I can't think of the guy he's a former NFL player but um, they had them on there, um, and they were talking about consent. And there was an incident where, you know, um, Jamie mentioned that she had a non-consensual situation happen to her, and this was her her spouse at the time. And though she didn't want to, but you know, because she was in a relationship with him, I guess she felt like she had to. So it was something that she didn't want to do, but so it was something that happened. And there are situations where you can be, as a woman, you can be in, in this situation where the guy could want something and you may not. And so how do you um, convey or tell that person that you're in a relationship with, hey, I'm not in the mood for that. I don't want to do that at this, you know, at this very, at this very moment or this very time, you know. So Amber gave some great advice by saying that, you know, you can voice and express your feelings. Tell them. Say, hey, I'm uncomfortable at the moment. You know what I mean? And so right now, I rather, I don't want to do this. You know, and if you're if you're not understanding of that, then I think you, it's time for you to leave. You know what I'm saying? And I've been in situations where, you know, I've been in uncomfortable situations, and it has not always been a sexual uh, situation, but it has been situations that I just was not, un, you know, I was not comfortable. Um, you know, and I know some men say, oh, well, she knows if she comes into your house or she comes into your room or whatever or I go to her place, we already know what's going down. Not necessarily because we as women, sometimes we just want to chill. We want to Netflix and chill and watch the movie. We want to really chill out and watch the movie. We don't always want to do anything. We don't always want to make out. We just, we as women, we like quality time. 
and and that's one of my love languages. You got to figure out a person's love language too, and um, as well, especially if you're in a relationship. Um, sometimes for me, I just like the fact of being around my guy. I don't always necessarily want to have to make out or to do something. Now, if I initiate it, you know, then that's me. That's that's me saying, okay, I am in the mood. But if I don't initiate anything and if I'm just chilling, then that's it. I'm just chilling. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm not trying to do anything. So men, I need for you to hear, to listen to what women are saying. Don't just go off of your own you know, your own hormones or your you know, your bells that's ringing in your head because, oh, she wants it, she wants it, she's touching on me. No, because I might not be touching on you. I might be telling you to stop, back up, especially if I'm backing up from you. That should be a clear sign to you. I ain't with this right now. You know what I'm saying? So, fellas, I need you to pay attention, listen, ask questions. Hey, how are you feeling right now? Are you comfortable or are you uncomfortable? Because I want to make you feel comfortable. I don't want you to feel like you have to do anything that you are not ready to do. You know what I'm saying? Ask questions of, you know, so that way you can get a clear understanding of where I am right now, you know, in this very moment. Ask a question. Say, hey, and tell us the same thing with you. If you are uncomfortable, you feel like this young lady is moving you too fast, let her know. Say, hey, I'm uncomfortable right now. I'm not feeling what what's about to take place. I think we should get to know each other. At some point, somebody got to be the bigger person and open their mouth and say what they got to say because you don't want – to get into a situation and then both of you feel are feeling guilty. You have all these other emotions that's attached to you because I'm telling you, once you go that way, there are going to be emotions that are going to be coming attached to you. They're going to either be guilt emotions um, uh, or they're going to be emotions of happiness. But nine times out of ten, there's going to be some emotions that are going to come come to it, especially if you're doing it just because you think that, oh, this is what they want, that person want, or, you know what I'm saying, or I got to do this because I don't want to be the laughing stock of my, or my, amongst my fellas or my girls, so I got to do this. Peer pressure is a real thing, so you don't want to be pressured, not by, not just by your friends, but even by your partner, so don't, don't succumb unto the pressures of, Oh, you you don't love me if you don't want to do this, or 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 you you know I don't want to be no friends with nobody who's still a virgin or this and that because I've had that happen to me too as well. I've had somebody who's supposed to be my friend who said that they don't want to hang out with nobody who's still a virgin, and I'm like, how are you still a virgin? Whatever, you ain't done nothing. So, anyways, you know what I'm saying. So it's always good to communicate what you're feeling and what you are what you want. Because you don't want to get in those situations, and then it becomes a problem, and then it's an issue. You know what I'm saying? And rape is real. You know, there is no way around it. Non-consensual sex is real, which is deemed as rape. So you don't want to get into that situation. So, 
You know what I'm saying? I, I even have a, a cousin tell me that a friend of hers is dating a guy who actually raped this young lady, and the lady wasn't with it, and the young lady is dating the guy who actually who did the non-consensual uh, act with this young lady who didn't want that, you know, and she's like, I can't hang with you because you're dating this guy. Well, he, that's what y'all saying. I don't know. He said he ain't do it. But are we really going to listen to the guy? And we always point, put the blame on the victim. Don't ever put the blame on the victim because nine times out of ten, she did not want that. She did not want that to happen. So you don't, don't put the blame on the victim because everybody is playing a part. He has a responsibility to adhere to what he is saying. You know what I'm saying? He's listen, he needs to listen to her. If she's saying no, no means no. No means only yes. It means no. Because in my situation um, that I was involved in, it was a guy that I had reunited with, and we had just connected, and I invited him over for, for thanks, you know, to spend Thanksgiving dinner with me. And he came over, and I asked him to rub my feet. He rubbed my feet for me, and it just went from there. And next thing I know, half of my clothes was off, and I stopped it before it went too far because I wasn't ready. Now, mind you, yes, he was upset. He was like, are you serious? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm so serious. And I was letting him know, like, we just, you know, we just reunited. We don't know each other. We haven't seen each other in years. So we need to get to know one another. And so um, I got dressed, and he was still there. He didn't leave. He, you know, he just went into the, you know, did what he had to do, get himself together. And... You know, and I just went on about my day, you know. We didn't talk about her or anything, and then he noticed that I was kind of cold with him a little bit. I wasn't cold. I was just basically was like, it was an awkward moment. It was an awkward moment. So um, he finally did break the ice and talk to me and said, I don't want you to ever feel like you have to be uncomfortable with me. I don't want you to shun me or push me away. I want you to talk to me and then let me know what is, you know what I mean, what is, um, you know, what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Because I don't want you to ever feel like you have to close yourself off. You know what I mean? I understand the situation didn't go uh, like I wanted it, but I will respect your boundaries. And when you're ready, just let me know when you're ready. You know what I'm saying? So, And it just went from there. So those are the kinds of things that you have to have. You have to have those conversations. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to have a conversation with somebody who just, you know, who just don't give a dang on. You want somebody who is going to care and actually wants to listen to what you have to say. All right? So we're going to take another break, but you're listening to the Midnight Coco Show. This is our Wednesday Wisdom Hour. We talked about a little bit of content knowing what the difference is and how to prevent some of those things, all right? All right, y'all, we're going to be right back with more of the Midnight Coco Show, blogtalkradio.com. Keep it locked. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
If you have no future vision, you are not living your fullest life. If you are loaded with hope and passion for what is to come, chances are you are living close to your happiest, most fulfilled life. Everyone needs a compelling future. Think about it. If you don't believe your future can be better than your past, you won't even want to get out of bed each morning. And most people don't. But if you know, which you should, that your future can be much better than your past, and not only that, it can and should be a life full of magic, miracles, and growth, then, my friend, you will jump out of bed every day ready to attack the day, ready to attack your goals, ready to live this day fully. Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Victor Frankl said this. Victor Frankl, a survivor of four Nazi concentration camps, it goes without saying, Frankel was witness to many horrible, unbearable things during his time in the concentration camps. Yet he never lost his greatest power, the power to choose what meaning to give each situation, the power to control his own mind. It is impossible to fathom what life was like for a prisoner in a Nazi concentration camp. It's impossible to understand how anyone could find meaning during such a time. But Viktor Frankl did find meaning. In his book, Man's Search for Meaning, Frankl observed that the prisoners who were more likely to survive the concentration camps had very specific psychological strengths. They had a compelling future or future goals. In other words, they believed they had a future. They believed they had things to look forward to. They had inner strength and the ability to go inside. They were able to find meaning despite the suffering. Those who were less likely to survive had no meaning. They felt they had no future, and so they didn't have a reason to survive. They gave up physically, but perhaps more importantly, they gave up mentally. Why is this important? None of us are suffering through concentration camps, but many of us are suffering from a lack of meaning. And when we lack meaning and purpose in our lives, we can feel dead inside. Often we are dying inside simply because we lack meaning and a compelling future. It's impossible to live an unhappy life when you are bursting with purpose and meaning. A compelling future, something to live for, a purpose that drives you, someone you're doing it for, something to look forward to. That is when we are alive, when we have something to look forward to, when we are living purposefully, when we are excited to get up in the morning because we know there was something meaningful to take part in today. We do not have to suffer like Viktor Frankl did before we realize this. We can and should start now before it is too late to build a meaningful, purposeful life. 
not a life where the primary purpose is getting ahead or making money or paying the bills. A life where the primary purpose is our purpose. Where the most important things are the most important things. That means we put the most important things first. The greatest power we possess is the ability to choose our own thoughts and to choose them in a positive light. You see, it's never the event, it's never the challenges of life that causes our pain. It is the meaning we give each challenge that determines how we feel. We all suffer. We are all challenged by life in different ways. Whatever meaning we give these challenges shapes who we are. It shapes who we are today and who we will become. It can define us in a positive or a negative way. The meaning we give everything can cause us to give up or cause us to rise up. We can use it as fuel or kryptonite. One of the worst beliefs you can have in life is to believe that the future will not be better than the past. You cannot be living anywhere near the life you deserve if you believe your best is behind you. What meaning can you create in your own life? What can you change or create in your life that will ensure you have something to look forward to every day? How can you change your life starting today, even in a small way, to make it more meaningful and purposeful? What is your purpose? What is the reason you want a better quality life? Who are you doing it for? So how do we create a life of meaning? We create goals for our future that will excite us. What can you create in your future that will excite you? our lives up with things and people that are important to us. What kind of people do you want to surround yourself with? What do you want to be doing with your time, your work, your spare time? Who do you want to become? We make sure our life is filled with service and presence, giving to others. Being of service fills us with meaning and makes living on this earth a more beautiful, fulfilling time. Ask yourself, how can I serve? Not just in general, but in each moment, in every interaction with every person. Ask how you can leave that person feeling better about their life than before they came in contact with you. That is living a life of meaning, infecting everyone with your positive presence. Let me lead you with Joseph Campbell, who said, Life is without meaning. True, bring meaning to it. The meaning of life is whatever you describe it to be. Being alive is the meaning. We're back. You're listening to the Midnight Couple Show. This is our Wednesday Wisdom Hour. The meaning of life. There are always lessons that we must learn 
especially during these times that we're living in right now. Let's find out what are those five things, those five lessons that we must learn. It is the Wisdom Wisdom Hour here on the Midnight Coco Show on BlogTalkRadio.com. I am your host, Miss Coco. hardest times in our lives, we will never be able to move past them. If we don't learn the lesson, it's almost certain history will repeat itself in some form. Whenever things don't go to plan, whenever life throws us challenges and hardship, there's always a hidden blessing and always a strong lesson. It may not be our fault. Sometimes things happen that are completely out of our control. But if we detach from the situation and look at it objectively, we might be able to see an area where we could have done better. An area where if we had done the groundwork, the impact would have been less damaging. Whatever happened, whatever you're going through, use it. Use it to develop yourself. Use it to grow into a stronger human being. Use it to help others who may be going through something equally as challenging. Here are five lessons we must learn from the hardest times. Number one, self-work works. During the hardest times, we really see who has done the work on themselves and who hasn't. Self-work doesn't guarantee negative things won't happen to you, but it ensures your response to those negative events will be far better than those who have not done the work. During difficult moments, it is more important than ever we react from a place of calm and clarity, not from fear or panic. And that is where self-work comes in. Those who have done the daily work in meditation and mindful practices are in a better place to make better decisions. Those who practice daily gratitude are in a better place to resist the surge of negative energy flowing around them. Those who have done the work to learn and develop are far better positioned to make stronger moves in hard times. If you haven't been doing that self-work, now would be a fantastic time to start. Don't brush it off. Don't sweep it under the rug. If you're not in a good place right now and you haven't been doing the work that really matters, ask yourself if you want to continue living this way. Do you want to continue feeling these feelings throughout your life? What about the next time something happens? Do you want to be in a stronger position mentally and emotionally? If so, commit to start that daily practice and commit to it today. Write down your no matter what practices. No matter what, each and every morning I will practice gratitude, meditation, Reading something positive. All the things that you know will make you a better, stronger, and happier human being. Write it down. Now. And promise yourself you will commit to it so you never feel low, no matter the season, ever again. Number two. Some things and some people just aren't that important. Hard times can be a blessing in so many ways. One of those is noticing the things that we give too much space in our minds and emotions that were never really that important. We 
notice those who are always there, those who really care, and perhaps some who do not. We notice those who make time for you no matter what, and those who do not. Take a moment in silence to ask yourself, what has been consuming too much of my energy that really isn't that important? Maybe it's time to make some changes to reduce or eliminate those things for a better quality of life. Number three, some things and some people are that important. And we must show that we know this and appreciate this. In contrast to the previous point, hard times can really jolt us into understanding what and who we really care about. Who do we turn to in hard times? Who do we jump to protect? Who would we do anything for, no matter what storms are raging? Who would do anything for us? What passions come out? What makes us better and stronger in these times? What makes us feel better, no matter what is going on? These things matter. Get quiet for a moment and ask yourself those questions. Trust the answers. Maybe you need to tell those people they are important to you, that you are thankful for them. Maybe you need to make some changes in your life to lock in those things that are important, replacing some of the things that are not. Number four, things must change. This is a big one. Because during the hardest times, we all know that things must change. But most people are not willing to make those changes. Poor habits, fear, and conditioning keeps us locked into the prison of the past, which only guarantees more of the same in the future. Nothing will change long term unless you change everything that needs changing. Expecting your circumstances to change when you don't is insanity. Commit to the self-growth changes you can make to create the life you must have. Commit to it now and commit to it as a daily practice. It has to be your new identity. The old you must die for the new you to be born. Number five, this too shall pass. It's hard when you're going through stressful, life-altering moments to hear this. But if you think back over your life and the lives of everyone you know, you know that everything passes. Good times don't last forever, and neither do hard times. Trust that this moment will pass. Know that it will. And start doing the inner work now so that no moment in time can alter your state. Do that work on you. So no moment in time, no event, no circumstance can change how you feel about your life. Keep going and keep going with optimism and faith in your heart. Many blessings. This is the Midnight Coco Show here on blogtalkradio.com. Oh, man, our Wednesday wisdom out has come to an end. And it is time for us to get on up out of here. But I'm so glad that you tuned in and joined me 
here for our full hour of positive and encouraging encouraging words. And I'm sure that you will join us again for the next episode of Wednesday Wisdom Hour. Make sure you tune in each and every week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday, for a full week of positivity. That's what we're here for, to give you that positivity. Mondays are Inspirational Mondays, Wednesday Wisdom Hour, and on Fridays, our Spotlight Friday. And again, if you would like to be a guest here on the Midnight Coco Show, if you have a story that you would like to share, or if you are a breast cancer survivor or survivor of any type of cancer or illness, feel free to hit us up at midnightcocoshow at gmail.com. That is midnightcocoshow at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on our Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. That is facebook.com forward slash Coco Radio. Instagram is Instagram.com, Radio Coco, R-A-D-I-O-K-O-K-O, or Twitter at midnightcocoshow, M-I-D-N-I-G-H-T-K-O-K-O. All right. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today. I truly have enjoyed today, and I am feeling recharged and encouraged and motivated to go out there and tackle and take chances on life. All right, until then, feel free to be you and live for today like it is your last, because life has the struggles, but always take a sip of cocoa, and guess what? You will be all right. I am your girl, Miss Coco, for the Midnight Coco Show here on blogtalkradio.com. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you back here next time. Peace. Thank you.
Reach of us in love. 